Hey guys, welcome to the Bagged Boardcast, episode number 472. I am Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Weekend Geek, bringing you the top gear stories last week. Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out February 23rd, 2022. Now we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, we're kind of doing a movie fix-inspired thing. We're going to be taking a look back at the recently wrapped-up Book of Boba Fett show from Disney+. Plus. It's a Book of Boba Fettrospective, if you will. Ooh, I, I honestly forgot what we were talking about this week until you told me said what the main topic was. That's why we, that's why we do it at the front of the show. <laughs> that's good. But, Paul, good. something else we always do at the front of the show... Is drink and are you are you talking about coffee again tonight? No, no, I can actually. I'm drinking again. Uh, it's, it's, I'm not on call from work or anything. And uh, John posted a photo of this uh, on a little on a little group chat, and I'm like, oh, okay. If I'm out and about, I'll, I'll see if I can pick it up. And I did. And this is a Southern Tier Two X Haze. This is a brand new beer from Southern Tier Brewery. It's their Hazy Juicy Double IPA. Uh, Johnny, we're saying this is out of their 2X series? They're doing a full yeah, 2X series Yeah, they're now? doing a new thing called the 2X Factor. Oh. Uh, and this is coming out of that, obviously. No wonder I like it. It's X Factor. Obviously, you'll have the <laughs> um, the two the 2X uh, IPA, uh, but there will be a 12-pack coming out, which is going to have 2X IPA, the 2X Haze. Um, 2X Stout? A 2X, no, a two, I think a 2X something else, and then a rotating 2X IPA. Like, it'll just be, you know, this this year, this year month it's with uh, Simcoe and blah, 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 or Experimental Hop number 75. So that's going to just keep rotating um, in the boxes. Is the... You work at a beer uh, shop. Uh, does the overpack still sell really well? Overpack does sell really well. It uh, flip flops like week to week. I'll mm-hmm. sell more overpacked this week, but next week I'll sell more founders all day. Mm-hmm. Like they just constantly go fight back and forth for fifteen pack dominance. So do you think that's why they're kind of leaning into this two X? Like it's these these coming camps. You know, twelve ounce cans, much like the overpacked would. Or I'm, I'm thinking of this variety pack that you just mentioned. Um, I I think there's tr- I think they're losing some numbers to to having those IPA boxes. New Belgium has their Voodoo Ranger IPA box that does <laughs> the same thing, where it has their Voodoo Ranger. Whatever the new seasonal is, a rotating experimental hop one, <laughs> and then another IPA in it, and that has been one of the biggest selling twelve packs out of the, like the last two years. So I think the two X pack is an answer to that to take that margin because they're already kind of controlling that fifteen pack. Um, like I said, them and founders kind of run the 15 packs. Nobody really 
in our area comes close mm-hmm. to what those two do in it. So I think it's just their way of trying to get into that six pack or that twelve pack realm again. Uh, but we haven't actually talked about what we think of the beer. Uh, the beer's nice. <laughs> It, the beer is 8.2%, and you would never tell. That. You, you, you'd never know that. Mm-hmm. It drinks super easy. Uh, it does have very good flavor. It has a juiciness. It, um, you know, it looks hazy. It, it smells hazy. It smells hazy. Uh, yeah, I think up front it doesn't punch you in the face with anything overpowering. It's not that big tropicalness up front. It just has a nice, easy-drinking... Uh, mouthfeel, and then it finishes with a very orange, but not a marmalade orange. No, it's an orangey kind of flavor. Extremely well balanced. This 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 beer could anybody could drink this beer. Mm-hmm. You know, it it really is a beer snob, uh, an IPA. I only drink New Englands. They would like this beer. I think anybody can. This is. Mm-hmm. Middle of the this, road. This beer's for everybody, you know? Your your Aunt Sally, who doesn't like IPAs, would drink this and go, oh, this is nice, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't have an Aunt Sally. Oh, I don't have an Aunt Sally either. So, Paul, your Aunt Sally could get Uh, Yeah, I, maybe I have an Aunt Sally. I'm not very good with knowing who my family is. <laughs> I'm not good with names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeping I, up with family is difficult. I don't have any beer uh, tonight that I didn't have last week because I'm just cleared out the fridge of the leftover persimmon hollow stuff that I have. Um, I tried to see if that Firestone Walker uh, pack was available at my beer store, but it wasn't listed on their website. So I was like, eh, I didn't feel like going to get anything else. I was like, I just have beer at home. I don't need to yeah. buy anything else. I can just clear these out and start fresh for the next episode. So, yeah, I'm still drinking the Beach Hippie, the... Hula Hula, Hazy, and then the Blood Orange Wheat. And, you know, they're all still good. Hey, man. Congratulations on still having beer in your fridge after a week. Because, let me tell you, Uh, I get through what I buy for the show. It's literally because this, I mean, this past weekend was Valentine's Day, and then just (laughs) over the weekend going out and doing stuff, um, I was drinking out and about, so I wasn't drinking at home. Hey, which well, still, would, would congratulations have been getting for, out and about. Would have it's, been better for me to drink at home because it's expensive, you know, going out. But um, I stopped at Dead Words again, tried some of the other beers that they had there. Um, it's, you know, an all-around great night. And it's been an all-around great week for comic book news. Yeah. Uh, that'll head us into the Week in Geek. Uh, Sunday night was the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. And, uh, Super Bowl. And as all all uh, our listeners would know, is it's time to talk about the go out to the trailer tree and pick uh, pick some trailer tree fruit. Let's uh, hey, what what's a trailer? Would you want to start talking so, about? I, first? I guess the low hanging fruit there would be uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because that's the biggest trailer, and that's all everyone is talking about from the Super Bowl trailers and commercials. I literally haven't heard anyone talk about anything else. Because right. we're in this weird, like, everyone's online, like, space now where companies put their Super Bowl commercials out before the Super Bowl. So it's like, hey, this is going to be our Super Bowl commercial. It's like, okay, well, you could have just put this out 
I don't know. Um, but yeah. Well, well, hold on, because we started the podcast before that was a thing. Remember, they would be, release it for the Super Bowl, or Super Bowl, uh, and we would have to wait weeks for them to actually release it online. Yeah. And we would have to watch it, tra- like we would find it pre YouTube. <laughs> You know, on you know some shaky somebody's like recorded it off a of VHS tape and then put it online. Some you know, so I'm happy to be living in this world where no, these I'm, things get I'm, released before the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, what, why even bother having them now? But you know, it is what it is. Because um, when I'm <clears> at a Super Bowl party, if I ever go to one again, you know, uh, God willing, uh, I can say, guys, 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 hold on, hold on. We're going to love this trailer. And then I realized, how did you know? And I'd be like, oh, I know things. Because it's been online since last week. Uh, But Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, it's definitely more information and more clips than we got to see from the post-credit scene from Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, It looks awesome. Uh, John, you just sat back down. Your thoughts on it. Uh, I think it looks really cool. It made me more interested in seeing it. Um, I mean, Doctor Strange being led somewhere by a bunch of Ultron uh, robots? Or are those superior Iron Man robots? Are they leading them into the Illuminati? Like, what's going on there? Like, And that's just constant. There's constantly cool things happening. Like, is that Captain Marvel? Is it Photon? Is it superior Iron Man? Who knows? All speculation, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to figuring it all out. But that was definitely America Chavez, right? Yep. Oh yeah, you Pontius, you saw yeah. her in the last one. Too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who's the guy that's all in black that does the weird arm, uh, arm things? But zo- they're all creepy. zombie Doctor Strange. Oh, does he see him again? Like his hands like hanging off, and when he does like the. Like the mystical arm mm-hmm. thing, like there's all skeleton arms, and then he's like sending weird zombie ghost spirits out. <clears throat> Looks really cool. I'm looking forward to the Wanda stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's probably our yeah. I think this is. Uh, we'll I, be talking more about I this movie out. for like the next like four months. So the one big thing that came out of this trailer though was the release date of May fi- uh, six. So, I don't know if that was ever announced before that it was definitely coming out May 6th. Um, so. I think just when they shifted everything around, I don't know if the date was solidified, but because things so, keep uh, changing. Chris, see, I'm going to be in Orlando on May 6th. Oh, possibly uh, go. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should go see this movie? We can. Maybe we could. We, we probably we should. That'd be fun. We haven't gone to the movies together in years since uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yep. Yeah, and and you can Paul, you can go to a movie theater and get a beer. What? Yeah, I think I'll like that better. And I actually think there you can now do that in New York. There, yeah. There's limited limited that theaters do that do it. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think about the new Doctor Strange? Outfit. He's kind of got his Defenders uh, outfit on in one of the scenes with his hair slicked back. I don't know if it's a different... Uh, it's Everyone's assuming it's going to be a variant from a different 
uh, multiverse. Mm. I don't know. It looks fine. I'm glad that's not what our, our actual real MCU Doctor Strange looks like, but it's good just to be like another Doctor Strange popping up alongside like the uh, I can't remember what they call like the evil one from the What If cartoon, but seeing him pop up too, it's exciting. So do, does this mean I have to watch the, because if we see the zombie Doctor Strange, you're saying this evil Doctor Strange is from the What If cartoon. I have to watch What If now? Well, you can watch two episodes. Okay, just watch those two episodes and I'll be caught up. I guess, I don't know, I didn't watch it either. But oh, I was, I'm asking! I was just planning on watching those two episodes. No, I, I think the whole series is definitely worth checking out, because there's some fun stuff to it. And with them putting them, well, Marvel putting those characters actually in the movies now, you never know what's going to become important or what's going to get lent that credence from it. So, yeah. I say check them out. Like, it's still a fun watch. Uh, what I'm hoping we'll actually get some fun into it is the DC Cinematic Universe, because the Batman I'm not excited about at all. I, I think it's just going to be too dark and too gritty. Feeling the same with feeling the same way about Moon Knight uh, over at Marvel, but you know whatever. Uh, but that trailer that they posted, our commercial for their upcoming line of 2022, where like they're saying the world needs heroes. I'm like, yeah, the world does need heroes. Come on, DC, be heroic. But it's still the Batman and Black Adam. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I don't know, man. I think those are the two movies they're super banking on. Yeah. I think those are the two movies that they're going to go like, we got The Rock. Uh, the Rock's been signed on since like 2007. Uh, we yeah. finally got The Rock movie. Uh, so people are going to want to see that. And I don't know, this that, that Batman movie looks awesome. Yeah, Batman looks good. Um, I still haven't seen the original Aquaman, so I'll probably watch that at some point within the near future. Because if I dig it, I might go see... This one. Uh, Flash, I'm still very, very passive interested in. Uh, but when you guys were talking about this pre-show, the thing that really made me go check it out was the fact that there was more Black Adam footage mm-hmm. that was revealed. And Paul, you said, like, oh, I like it because you get to see the Justice Society in it. Yeah. And Dr. Fate. As soon as, like, the Justice Hawk Society Man. popped up, it reminded me of the trailer for the movie Gods of Egypt, which I never actually <laughs> saw, but it, it reminded me of Gods of Egypt. Okay. So I don't, I feel less slighted. excited. Slighted? I feel less slighted. excited for Black Adam now, having seen that. I, I kind of wish The Rock did something different with his voice to be Tess Adam. You know? Because there's because he just sounds like The Rock, whereas you I, know when I, I, I think of Black seen Adam, any other movies with The Rock in him, but he always just sounds like The Rock. And he's basically so, always just The Rock, but wearing different clothes. Yeah, I was really hoping that he'd put on some kind of accent or some kind of airs you about mean, him. Do you really want better to put on an accent? <laughs> I think uh, five minutes, you'd be like, "This has got to stop. What is he doing here?" Is that Egyptian? What is this voice? I think this might be racist. (laughs) 
All right. I don't know. I, I just like, you're right. He's the rock. He's going to be the rock. The rock going to be rock. Yeah. So. He didn't get to be the most electrifying man in sports entertainment by using a different voice, Paul. That's true. It's by being a wonderful chef. Making, making all those yeah. pancakes. Well, I thought yeah, he, he wanted to know if everyone he could, could smell, smell what he's cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The answer was pancakes. But it was a, <laughs> it was but a horrible But I'll let you listener. know what really pans my cakes. And this is the trailer we actually just got today for the upcoming Disney Plus uh, straight-to-streaming movie, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And this is taking place in real time after the cartoon wrapped up. Uh, where it's kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit, where it turns out Chip and Dale were real actors who were cartoon chipmunks. And it's very, well, I don't want to say Roger Rabbit, but it's a live-action movie with cartoon characters in it. And I think... Well, they talk about Roger Rabbit they in do. the trailer. Uh, and that's why I felt bad saying, like, eh, it's like Roger Rabbit, but because he's in it. Uh, but it seems like we probably wouldn't be getting this take on Chippendale if Into the Spider-Verse hadn't been popular, where it proved like, okay, people are willing to accept different takes of animation in the same film, because it's definitely what they're leaning into with this, where they can kind of just tap into like Disney's history, and then also weird cinematic history with like the references to the CGI Beowulf movie, and... Mm-hmm. The Cats movie that came out like two years ago now. But it looks a lot of fun. Uh, and I love that, like, um, like Dale is the new current animation. Like, the CGI. A- yeah. CGI he got, animated. He got the CGI surgery. And uh, Chip is still, like, 2D. Except for when he puts on that leather coat. Yeah, the, the clothes are yeah. real. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think it looks fun. Like I saw that, wa- I, I watched it, and then I sent it to, to you guys because like I can't believe Chris hasn't said anything I, about this. I saw it like a couple hours earlier, but I was on my lunch break at work, so it's just kind of like not doom scrolling, but just checking out my normal stuff and then looking at the next thing, just kind of. And I was at work taking a poop, so. Mm. Good for you getting paid to do a bodily function. Yeah. Yeah, it's a trailer. And something else we got today was uh, coming from Amazon Prime. We got a, well, not today. This is the other day. Uh, But we got the actual teaser trailer for the Rings of Power show. And much like the character posters, I don't know who any of those characters are, but it shows that they put the work in. I mean, there's a good amount of detail. The effects look good. So, yeah, this is something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, I thought it looked really good. I thought... It looks nearly as good as the original Lord of the Rings movies. And that's one of the things that I was afraid of when Amazon was like, oh, well, we're doing Lord of the Rings. It's like, yeah, but it was already done so well. And you're going to be being held to that same kind of quality. And fans are going to be looking back on the Peter Jackson movies so fondly that you already have like an uphill battle with that, let alone like trying to tell the story. But I think they're being smart about it and telling a completely different story that is, yes, still the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I probably go back and rewatch the trilogy of Lord of the Rings more often than I do the original trilogy of Star Wars. And it holds up. 
that original Peter Jackson thing from 2001. So it's a 21 year old movie. Yeah. Now. Our 20, yeah. No, they just celebrated last year. They celebrated their 20th anniversary. Yeah. So it's going to be 21 years, uh, this December. It holds up. It's just really good. It looks good. Like, yeah, you can tell. The, I, I think the use of miniatures and, and practical effects just hold up better than a lot of the CGI. Uh, with this Ring of Power, there were some of those CGI creatures that I'm like, ooh, those are CGI, CGI creatures. <laughs> like, they are, but it's still early. Like They could still be smoothing some of that stuff out. Like, you know, put a, put a layer of fog over everything and it'll help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kate was like, oh, this, you know, when the trailer started playing, she's like, oh, I don't know about this. And then when she saw it was just Amazon Prime, she's like, Oh, okay, that's interesting. And I'm like, yeah, it's a series. It's not just one movie or two movies. It's going to be like a weekly series. She's like, oh, okay. We might watch that then. And I'm like, okay. Because okay. uh, me and her, we have a hard time, like, actually sitting down and watching a series. Like, we tried Why the Last Man. That's just Yeah, but that wasn't very good. That wasn't good. Listen to Paul and my movie fix about that, where we were very let down by it. First episode four got better, but it still didn't grab me enough to want to watch the next couple. And also, that was the same week that they announced that it was canceled. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, something else that looks pretty good, but doesn't make me want to watch the rest or anymore. We also got the Jurassic World Dominion trailer. It it looks really cool, but also, I don't care enough about the Jurassic World trilogy. I've seen the first one, and I still haven't seen Fallen Kingdom. I probably won't see Dominion until it's something that's just on some streaming platform that I can just put it on if I have, like, a sick day or something. Like, put it on in the background as I'm cleaning or, like, do a meal prep. We it was, saw, it's cool, though. We saw the, the second one, whatever that was. Uh, Caitlin and Fallen I. Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. We were in Palm Springs. She was at a conference, and it was like, what do you want to do? It's literally too hot to go go swimming. Uh, What do you want to do? Where can we go with air conditioning? And it was like, well, we can grab a bite to eat, and why don't we go to the movies? Well, what's playing? Oh, we saw the first one. We liked it. Let's go see see this one. And it wasn't great, but it wasn't. It wasn't bad. Like it wasn't great. But uh, probably the greatest. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were just perfect. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But, uh, really pounding this logger down. Um, but it was like it was fine, and it was fine enough that I'd be like, I'll see the conclusion. And having Sam Neill and um, Laura Dern, Laura Dern, and. Um, uh, 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 uh. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Like having them in it is fun, but it doesn't. It's not like I gotta see it now. Kind of a moment. Yeah. Again, like that doesn't make me need to get to the the movie. The best interaction uh, internet reaction I saw to this trailer was, "Oh, I didn't know they were making a Flintstones prequel." That's a good reaction. I was like, ah. especially with a long neck. 
bronchiosaur like at a logging place. So I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Anyone else have any other news? Anything else to discuss? Um, uh, no. I think I'm trying to think of <clears throat> casting and all that, but nothing. I think we we ticked all the boxes. Uh, so that'll take me into my next beer, Paul. You got your next beer there? I got my next beer. I, right. I started drinking it. And we're both drinking local breweries, different breweries, different okay. beers. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, we did not plan the second beer yet. <laughs> I do not. But uh, I'm drinking from 42 North, their Craftsman Lager, 4.8%. Uh, and this is just a really nice, enjoyable lager. Like... This is a nice lager that, like, if you were doing something outside or you were mowing the yard or anything like that, like, oh, yeah, this would be a nice just beer to have on hand that just tastes like a beer. Not the best lager I've ever had. Not the worst. Like, I would drink this again. Well, I'm drinking from Big Ditch Brewery, which is a local brewery, uh, Galaxy Red Indian I- Indian Red Ale. So it's an Indian red ale, not an Indian pale ale. Um, this is really nice. It's got a more pininess, big grapefruit, a, a bigger, big richness on it, big bittery, yeah, grapefruit on it, and then that malt at the finish. So it's kind of like an inverse of a black IPA, where you get hit with a big malt and then it finishes as an IPA, like an IPA. This starts like an IPA and then finishes a little malty. Not big, rich, smoky malt, but just that, you know, that little bit of Irish red sweet malt. Yeah, yeah. The Irish red sweet sweet malt hits you. Um, I've been really digging this. I picked this up, one, because it was an Indian red ale, so I had to try it. But, you know, Galaxy Red, and it's like got a a star field on it and a red planet there. And uh, this Valentine's Day, Kate uh, drew up a bunch of constellations on our chalkboard wall. We watched La La Land because of the planetarium scene in there. So it kind of fit with the theme uh, for that evening. So, And it wasn't so. because you heard a review on a podcast from your best friend about it. No, no, because no. I don't listen to him while he's talking about beer. <laughs> <laughs> <It's good. laughs> yeah, it's really John, nice. have, you, have you had the spear? Yeah, I, I had it on the show uh, a couple of shows ago. And liked it a lot and said, Paul, you need to try this because I think you'll like it. And, and you were right. Hey. I saw it at the, my consumers right down the street. And so I decided, yes, I will listen. I will I will pick it up. Chris, are you still drinking that same Pimrose or? Persimmon? Persimmon? Yeah, I don't, I don't need to talk about any of them. I mean, I talked about them last week. They're still good beers, so... Just keep moving right along into the books that we're uh, looking forward to coming out February 23rd in the list. Mm. I'm looking forward to a book that I would we would all assume Chris would pick, but he's not picking it, so I will this week. Uh, I'll all talk about new, it. <laughs> all new Firefly number one. Uh, hey, Captain Keeley is leading a, sh- uh, leading a crew? Who knows? Gene's uh, family is still part of the crew? All right. Who else is in it? I have no idea. 
doesn't matter. I, I'm gonna. It's a number one. I'll jump in. We'll see what's going on. Written by David um, Boyer, artist Jody Perez. So you know, it's not going to look bad. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see what this is all about. So when you mentioned that this could possibly be your pick, I was like, okay, like that's cool. There's a new Firefly book coming out. But every time I've picked up a Firefly book, I'm always like. Oh yeah, it's great to see these characters again, but I don't care about this story. And that's kind of been the rallying cry since Firefly and Serenity wrapped up years ago. I'm mean, we've read a lot of like the launches, like we haven't kept up on things, but we've read like the original graphic novels and like the one shots and things like that. And none of it's ever just had that like yeah, this feels right. Like this feels like Firefly. I'm gonna pick up number two for me. Yeah, I, see, this is happening, you know, well after the Serenity, the, the events of Serenity, it seems. Well, we're so. getting even further away from the thing that I cared about now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I guess, but that's what makes it interesting to me, because it can be something new. It can be, it can feel different without being like, well, this isn't the thing I like, you know. No, kind of like what George Lucas said, it, it, the history doesn't repeat itself; it just rhymes. It, it, it rhymes. So I'm hoping I'm hoping this rhymes well with what I liked. John, what are you rhyming to like? I am rhyming to like. Hold on, jumping over, clicking on this. Uh, Every step I take, uh, <laughs> st- step by bloody step number oh, one step from image comics oh so it's not ghostwriter number one like he told me oh i after i read the solicitation to paul i was like oh i think i'm actually gonna do this book because so it it's not like- ghostwriter number one like he <laughs> told me no no it's no. not maybe you should have been listening to me when i said i'm gonna change my book to this book uh because it's a it's a ghostwriter book 4.99 for a ghostwriter book Ugh. uh <clears throat> He wants to read about about uh, step by step the old uh, the TGIF. If, uh, if it sitcom. was actually a step by step spinoff book, I would be very excited to read it's this. A, it's a dark and gritty reboot. A step by step. Step by step already step. gets kind of dark and gritty because uh, what's his name? The actor that played Cody Co- was like Cody with uh, beating women, and he has like a kickboxing oh. world champion. So, Ooh, yeah, yeah. it turned out to be a bad dude. Uh, not as fun-loving as Cody at all. Uh, but this was you. This uh, That's the school that Dana went to. is East Wisconsin U, but he always called it Cheese Was You. I really book. like Step by Step. Whatever happened to the barber, the, the hairdresser stuff in the garage? They really let... They just stopped caring about that. Well... That was her job, so yeah. Yeah, you don't you focus on that stuff. You didn't yeah, follow but they Frank had, around doing his construction stuff. They had like the sister who was in there, and then all of a sudden the sister went away too. <clears throat> when the barbershop went away, no, the the family was all there. Karen, I think she went off to become an actress. I can't remember. remember Any anywho, step by bloody step number one follows an armored giant helping a, a helpless child as they travel across a deadly world. Uh, what's interesting about this book is uh, it is completely uh, text-free. So it's a totally silent book. Um, 
This is also going to be uh, 48 pages, and this is written by Simon Spurrier and art by Matthias Bergara. Um, and it just, it, it sounded really rather interesting, um, more interesting than a uh, Johnny Blaze coming back as Ghost Rider. With the same... But that was the, going to be your pick. <laughs> it was going to be my pick, only because uh, the solicitations read like the G.I. Joe episode where Shipwreck lived in a small town, had the perfect life, and then everyone started melting. Oh. Wow. Wait, that's the Ghost Rider solicitation? No, that was the G.I. Joe solicitation. The Ghost Rider is basically the same thing. Like, he has... Whose computers play music? I don't know. <laughs> Chris is playing the step-by-step theme right now. If he thought we wouldn't notice, we noticed. Step by step, day by day. By day. day. Don't give us a copyright infringement. Let's stop it. It's only 23 <laughs> seconds, and it was all just I people know. screaming on the fake roller coaster. That's, the roller coaster was real. Well, the, the, they digitally yeah. added the water. It's all it's all fake, man. TV lied to you. Yeah. Cody but wasn't the, really a cool guy. No. Why not? He was leading small children he across the country does, while not talking to him, probably apparently. probably does live in a van now, though, so, you know. Art imitates life. I think he's still in prison, isn't he? Hmm. But getting back to comic books, we read a couple, you know, on the show, uh, completely silent issues, like uh, Godzilla Goes to Hell. Yeah. Uh, The Pizza Dog uh, issue of uh, Hawkeye. They can be good. They can be good, yeah. That's a good... It's a good... uh, I don't want to say gimmick. But it's a fun way to play around in the medium. Yeah. Right. I just didn't, you know, I'm I'm happy that John's going to pick it up. And I'm excited to see what he thinks about it after reading it, experiencing it, experiencing. I, don't know, I can tell you now I'm just going to be let down because it's not a pretty reboot of Step by Step. <laughs> right. So, kind of kind of like we would but, get like a gritty retake on uh, Family Matters. It could be like Manson Family Matters. <laughs> or we could get a not a anti-gritty reboot of a gritty character, Bounty Hunter, that uh, forged his way through... Uh, Paul, I still have to talk about my book, and we still have a dramatic oh, reading, so... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need to learn the flow of the show, bro. Uh, my book coming out... Actually, I'm not writing out. it like a bantha, I'm sorry. <laughs> like a bantha. That's uh, <laughs> one of my favorite moments. We'll talk about it. Look forward to May topic, everybody. Um, my comic book, and John actually made me aware of this because I completely looked past this when I was looking at the solicitations. Uh, this is super massive, number one, coming out from Image Comics. And this is the first crossover event book in the Radiant Black universe. Um, we're already seeing more Radiants pop up in the pages of Radiant Black, and we're actually starting to learn their backstories now. Uh, but Supermassive is going to be introducing a new character that's going to be kind of heralding in the next era of the Radiant Black universe. Uh, this book written by Kyle Higgins, who's actually handling the Made Radiant Black book, as well as some of the one-shots and spinoffs that will be coming out after this. Uh, art by, I'm not looking at this right, uh, Francisco uh, Mana or Mana. Uh, 
I'm I'm glad John mentioned this because I actually just looked past this one on solicitations, and now that I'm looking at the cover, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Brady Black, Black right there. How how did I not see that? It's because he's in the background. But boy, do I love comic books, and I love when other people read comic books. And now, a dramatic reading from Magic number eleven, page eight, panel one. Tybalt, the Lord of Pain, Planeswalker, the spell thief known as Devriel Kane, Planeswalker. Do I look like an engineer? You look like a dandy. Devriel, drop of blood on his soft hands, Kane. That's what you look like. And if I wasn't so keen on what's at stake, I'd open you up from neck to navel just to see you crawl around trying to stuff your coward's guts back in. This is a dramatic reading from Magic 11, page 8, panel 1. So usually we pick these at random, and the page that I picked, there was another panel on it, and I was like, oh no, Paul has to do this one, and I'm glad I made that choice. Uh, check out over on the Instagram if you want to see that panel because I think that was a perfect uh, reading yeah, uh, spoiled no, any... by uh, laughter no good well, reason I, <laughs> what I love is I'm sitting there I'm looking up I'm just listening and I'm like well Paul's just using the same voice for all these voices and then all of a sudden he's like you look like a damn <laughs> what is this <laughs> You look like a dandy. You look like a dandy. Now I'm a southern gentleman. Look at him. It smacked of... um, Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, Walter Walter Gawkins from Spider-Man Homecoming. Or was it... No, it's Far From Home. Wait, no. No, no. He was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Sorry, he was like the southern gentleman that was trying to collect the... The I like that Paul's like, look at him. That's how he would talk. It's a devil guy with a cool dude haircut. I say, yeah. I say, you look like a dandy. Who else would say stuff like dandy and open you up neck from navel? Neck to navel. Foghorn leghorn, I guess. Right. <laughs> you know, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram uh, listeners, go over to Instagram. Comment on, uh, on this uh, dramatic reading for me. Am I right? Should he speak like a southern gentleman? Uh, what voice would you have done? Uh, let me know in the comments below. Uh, but one of the beer that both Paul and I are drinking come from Community Beer Works. This is their Mellow Dreaming Fruited Sour. This is a Meyer Lemon and Raspberry Puree Marshmallow Lactose and Vanilla Sour. And this sour only comes... In their uh, monthly subscription box, uh, I think it's like forty dollars uh, a month per month. If you four zero four zero, if you get, I think it's four. I, I don't know the number exactly. Okay, but you don't remember the number, but how does it work? Is it like one box a month or is it? It's one box a month with a beer specifically made for that box. 
And then the box itself has themed items in it to go with the beer. So you get a four-pack of a beer that you can only get in the pack. You get um, this pack. I got uh, a big bag of candy, different gummy candies. I got a big lollipop that my son ate for like two weeks. Uh, you got a cool pendant made from Oxford Pendant. This one says Sour Ales. Uh, mm. You got another beer with it, which is whatever their um, seasonal beer is at the time. How many? So I, a four pack of that beer? You get two cans of Sorry, it. Sorry, I'm just trying to trying justify. To try, Am I getting to, like... I'm okay with spending like fifteen dollars for a four pack of like an exclusive beer. Am I getting another twenty five from everything else in it? Is, yeah, is my question. Paul's, yeah. Paul's shaking his head. Um, so far, no. Because I think like okay, the pennant's cool. Like the other beer, like a couple cans of that. Like you're getting to that price for me, but I feel like I would a lollipop and candy's not going to do it for me. You also right. get uh, they had salt the. They had salt and vinegar popcorn in there, which was... Do you like that? Really? It was really good. It was a good salt and vinegar. Um, you got a pin. It was a Community Beer Works pin. And I feel like there was something else in there. I, I don't remember. Okay. It's been... It's, uh, it's, it's This was their January box, so it's been a couple weeks since I got it. You, Plus, it's delivered... It's hand-delivered by an employee to your house. It, it sounds okay. Like, it sounds like I could probably get $40 worth of enjoyment from that stuff. And next month, if it's not candy, like, probably, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the candy was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all local. It was candy made locally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's their whole thing is they're, they're doing, they're involving local local businesses with it. That's that's their goal. That's what they're doing. They did it with, um, I think December was their uh, barrel aged stout. It was Paul. What was remember when we went and got the barrel aged stout at Community Beer Works? Like it was in the wind. Like something lasers. <sighs> the set phasers to stunt. The set. I think I feel or... like it was called like Pony or we bought like um, we bought like. Six, yeah. 16 and 17 version. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, but I had got, I think I got in a gift card and you and I went and had a bunch of beers together and hung out and, mm-hmm. and then we bought had some barrel aged beer, but that barrel aged beer, whatever the beer is, I don't remember it. That was their beer of the month that month. They haven't released what their beers or their theme is for this month, but I thought it was, I, I enjoyed it. I also, mm, I didn't pay for it. I got it. Um, it's like uh, the guy when he dropped it off was like, yeah, I've been dropping this off at a lot of influencers. And I was like, I'm not a fucking influencer. I don't know what you're talking about. They're buttering me up for displays. Uh, but so the subscription box is $60. $60. $60. Um, if you subscribe for 12 months, you get 25% off. Okay, so, $60. Because I was thinking, like, you know what? This is something yeah. that my mom would probably enjoy, like, coming home from work and then finding a box with, like... And they, they do say uh, one four-pack 16-ounce cans made exclusively for the box, and then one bonus mystery can. 
and then a four by nine beer pennant, and then a, a featured mystery item from one of our favorite local businesses, and then mystery goodies. Mm. So yeah, yeah, sixty bones. Sixty sixty dollars is a lot of money. I would I no. I wouldn't pay sixty sixty dollars. At price. that point, if you're locking in to get the forty five dollar price for the year, you're spending five hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yes. Yeah, but uh, I know you can get a marshmallow vanilla fruited sour ale smoothie beer at another local establishment, the brewery, and that'll cost you twenty five bucks <laughs> right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I wouldn't enjoy that beer as much as I'm enjoying this. Oh, like this is. This is really it's it hits you with that Meyer lemon that ras well the raspberry up front the Meyer lemon in there. I really don't get the marshmallow like flavor. The marshmallow and vanilla you don't really get. You get that re- this tastes like a great raspberry lemonade. Yeah. Would I want a full four pack of it? No. Thank you so much for dropping one off because this one is perfect versus that Frost Brewery. Uh, smoothie beers where like one sip is enough of that beer. It's just too thick. It's just too much. Um, I disagree, but you are entitled to have your opinion about that. Thank you. Like this is, this is still drinkable, refreshing with that tart, uh, uh, sweetness that raspberry lemonade. It, It is really good for what it is. Why is it? The January uh, subscription box. Why is it sixty dollars? Why? Why is it behind such a crazy payroll? Why is that motorcyclist agreeing with me? Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, ba- <sighs> You're basically saying this four pack is is sixty dollars. Is this worth $60? No. The beer, I think, is fantastic. I think it definitely is a outstanding beer. Um, <clears throat> and, like, all the goodies and doodads you got inside were all, like, fun and cool to get. Like, Oxford pennants go for a little bit. Like, that size pennant, if you buy it from their stores, probably about 15 to $20 because they're all handmade. Like, yeah, they're okay. putting the work. But, again, like, it's... But you'd want to have an Oxford pendant. Like, I I wouldn't want it. I, I like it. I think I it's do. fun. I like I sour do. beers. I got a little sa- It says a little sour ale pendant. Like, so are you going to hang up a line uh, on your bookcase or something and then hang it up? Or is it just <laughs> going to sit someplace and be like, oh, yeah, I got this thing that's collecting dust? Yeah, I was going to hang it up. Okay. I have I have a Oxford Pendant Community Beer Works Good Neighbors uh, yeah. thing up on my wall. Like, this was going to go either on it or next to it. I thought about pinning it to to it with my Community Beer Works pin. Okay. Uh, so I had a thing for I had a plan for it. I think I like it. I think it's a I've, cool little pendant. I thought about ordering stuff from them before just to have it because they do, mm-hmm. like, a lot of... Like Buffalo-based stuff, um, yeah. they do the ones for the Bills that when the Bills win, they like hold them up after the games, and like then they make those pennants available for sale if like you as a fan want to get one. But then they've also teamed up with other like 
local bands. Like they did a line with the Goo Goo Dolls. They've done stuff with Every Time I Die. They had a line of pennants with uh, My Chemical Romance. And I'm like, oh, these are all like really cool. And like, you know, just something to put on my wall behind me. Oh, hey, there's a cat there. Because um, I like wall art and it's, you know, handcrafted local wall art. So. But yeah, also, $60 is a lot. 45 is a lot when you're locking in for one year. And even if like we were like splitting it where it's like, Hey, we're all locked in. We'll share the four packs. You know, like we each get a can. You're still spending like a hundred something each for like 12, 12 cans cans. of beer. And then like each month we would probably all be like, Oh, I'll take the candy. Oh, I'll take the the chips or the popcorn. Uh Uh-huh. So it does look like their small pendants that they do are $26. And I think these are slightly smaller than what they normally do. And I'm not like, I, I 100% agree. $60 is, is a lot of money for this. Per month. <clears throat> per, per month. month. Lock, yeah. And again, you get the discount if you lock in for one year. $45 is like, okay, you know, 45 a month, but that's 45 and I'm going to be doing this for 12 months. If you're months. avid community, local brewery only, you only want to drink local brewery beer like producer Scott does and he got a weird bonus check. You're like, oh, I never get a bonus check for work. Like, I could almost understand doing it, but still, it's just... Uh, John, you you were talking... Seems this became a bigger conversation than I expected. You sold me on this when you were talking about it, because I was like, oh, you know what, this would be like fun for my mom. Like She would get a kick out of this. And I was like, yeah, I could do like 40 bucks a month to like, send, send my mom or something. I love my mama. My mama <laughs> loves beer. Yeah. I love my I, mama. My mama loves beer. Like, I, no. I thought, hey, 40 bucks... The next one that rolls around, if it's a beer that's like, oh, hey, I would like that beer, I would spend the 40 bucks, 20 more dollars. That is steep for what you get. I, like, I'm trying to think about how it would work. A six pack of Tall Boys, like two other beers with it, so like eight beers. Plus all the goodies, like I, I feel I, I would need to have the four pack, like another, like just <clears throat> our regular offering six pack. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know throw the pendant in there, throw like the goodies in, maybe like a a t shirt or something. Like I, at that point, I think like okay, like I'm getting things I can use like multiple times outside of this too, not just goodies that I'm going to eat and be like, okay, that was good popcorn. Or, oh, hey, my kid ate the sucker. Like, He still asks, he's like, oh, dad, lollipop. I'm like, dude, you ate that lollipop. He's like, I want, I want that lollipop. It tastes like bananas. I'm like, okay. And it's gone. You ate it. I don't have it anymore. That's on you, kid. <clears throat> Man. Uh, <laughs> but- he just learned about object permanence, and now he's learning about object a scarcity. He's like scarcity, like water on Tatooine. Ah, uh, yeah. We got there. We Go. got there. Go. Uh, yeah, guys. So this is kind of movie fix inspired. Um, 
we just got the finale of The Book of Boba Fett, the Mandalorian spinoff show from Disney Plus continuing this, you know, the tale of Boba Fett. Uh, and his rise to power on Tatooine as local crime boss. Uh, subtitle, I get by with a little help from my friends, because he's definitely in over his head in all things that he does. Um, let's, let's discuss this show, because I love it, and I don't. And yeah. I think we're all going to agree on the stuff that we loved about it, which kind of begs the question, why does this show have to be a show? The thing when we first heard that there was going to be a Mandalorian series on Disney Plus, everybody's like, oh, it's Boba Fett coming out of the Sarlacc pit, right? Like, it's going to be Boba Fett. And then you heard the th- the rumor, oh, it's good this might not actually be a real Mandalorian. He just has the armor of the man of, uh, of a Mandalorian. And you're like, Oh, it's Boba Fett because he was, you know, he's a clone. He's not actually a Mandalorian. He's a clone of Jango Fett. It's definitely going to be Boba Fett. And then we got two series, uh, two seasons of the Mandalorian, Jin Dejarin, Din Dejarin. And everybody's like, Oh, that was a cool he's, series. He's a Mandalorian. A, he's he's, he's a cool Mandalorian. He's Mando for Mandalorian, and uh, then they're like, "Hey, we should probably do a Boba Fett series, right?" Because uh, Boba Fett showed up in uh, the Mandalorian, and everybody's like, "No, no, it's cool. We got we got enough Boba Fett, right?" Like <laughs> in the Mandalorian, they're like, "No, no, 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 we're gonna do it," and everybody's like expecting to see. A badass Boba Fett. Like you want to see the guy that walks into Jabba's palace, shoots the current crime boss, mm-hmm. throws him out, sits down, and goes, "This is mine." But instead, you have this guy that goes, "Hey, I'm sauntering down the street. I took my helmet off. Uh, no, I want them to respect me. Come on, guys. Come on, please, please. I." I'm not going to do anything cool mm-hmm. uh, for most of this show. And I do, like, I yeah. like this show. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. And like Chris said, there are, like, lots of cool moments. But most of the stuff that I like in this have nothing to do with Boba Fett. Right. It's Black Cassare showing up. It's, um... Oh, I uh, I can't think of the the alien the blue alien from um, uh, Max Rebo. No, the 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 gunslinger from um, oh Cad oh, Bane. Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Like it was Cad. They're both blue aliens. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Cad Bane showing up, and they all look the oh, same. Man, job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I if if I was talking about him, I would have said uh, you know Hooter from. Uh, uh, Echo and the Bunny Men that uh Captain Eo? <laughs> yeah, Captain Eo. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> So I think where this show kind of failed for me is because I was very excited for it, especially off the tail end of Mandalorian season two where you had Boa Fett come back and then just his commanding presence when he's taking apart stormtroopers after he gets his armor back and like, yeah, this is what 
Boba Fett always was like built up in your mind, having that just knowledge of this character on the fringe of the Star Wars universe, like ultimate badass bounty hunter who just goes out kind of like a little punk in Return of the Jedi. But now you get to see him in full glory. Like you get to see like who this dude actually was and why Han Solo was afraid of him. And then you don't really get that in the show because it's too much of him. I'm going to earn respect. I'm going to earn respect. And I think the closest we got to that version of Boba Fett that was kind of sold to us and what we wanted was, I think it was episode three, but it was like the train job one where he's teaching the Tusken Raiders how to fly on the speeder bikes to take out the train. I absolutely love that episode. But everything See, that-, that came after it, kind of paled in comparison because the first couple leading up to it, I was like, okay, like they're doing flashbacks. They're telling you where he came from, where he's going now. Okay. But after that train job episode, it just kind of reverted back. And there's so much stuff that I did like coming out of it. Like uh black chrysanthemum coming in, like the stuff with the huts. I think Fennec Shan's really cool. I really dug her in Mandalorian. I was glad to see her come back. Because she's more Boba Fett than Boba yeah, Fett. Right? pretty much. And we get more of that in, like, the finale when she's, like, taking out, like, the head of the Pike Syndicate and, like, mm-hmm. all the the leaders of, like, the different, like, boroughs or territories or, like, clans of Mos Espa. Like, that's cool. That's what I wanted. But you guys saw the episode that focused on Din Djarin before I got to. And you were both, like, best episode of Book of mm-hmm. Boba Fett. And... You're right, it is the best episode because it's technically the next episode of The Mandalorian. And then the, right. the one after that was technically the next next episode of The Mandalorian because it was so focused on Din and who he is as a Mandalorian. And then jumping back to f- see what happened with Grogu, training with Luke, like, holy shit, why is that in the Boba Fett show? Yeah, and I can understand fans of The Mandalorian being upset that they had to watch four episodes of the book about Boba Fett to get two episodes of The Mandalorian. Uh, And I can understand fans of the Clone Wars animated series being upset that this is Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because we, we see Boba Fett as a kid putting together groups putting together big heists putting together a, 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 a yeah, he's trying to kill mace windu and like i don't remember like season four yeah i don't remember yeah. he, he, season four or season five it's fine uh i just watched it not too long ago boba yeah. fett's the guy that's a mastermind uh, also okay. boba fett's the guy that darth vader had to turn and go like no disintegrations i don't what you just exploding people like <clears throat> this show, in my opinion, should not have been a Western. It shouldn't have been a man named Horse or Dances with Wolves with him with the Tuscan Raiders. Because that Tuscan Raiders four episodes were just to show that he's really good with that Tuscan Raider stick that we saw him using the other thing so he mm-hmm. could kill Cad Bane. And yeah. and it's like, there's so many like, oh, I had to watch a whole episode for the setup for one little thing here. This show should have been a gangster show. It should mm-hmm. have been 
Boba Fett getting everybody in line and following him as... Earning that respect. As the new gangster. <laughs> this is... You need to pay me my money. Well, I'm not going to pay you. Flamethrowers the guy in the face, then turns to the guy next to him like, you're going to pay me my money. And it's like, it's, yeah, yeah, well, I'm going to pay you your money. It was, like, it was 50% that because it's like, well, I'm not going to pay you because you're not really protecting me because these dang kids on their speeders. And then him going to the kids like, uh, stop hassling the dude from news radio. Uh, just work for me instead. And it's like, okay. Yeah. The after we finish watching the finale, where it's like just like the big all out gang war, and you see everybody kind of turning on, you know, Boba Fett's lieutenants, and then everybody kind of rallying back to fight off the the Pike Syndicate, and then him riding on the Rancor through the streets, and him and Din Djarin like taking people apart, like Black Chrysanthemum, like dragging Trandoshans through the street, like punching them and like. Punching a droid shield. Like, I think that's what the show should have been because I was so hyped up on that last episode. Like, each scene in that, like, had something I was like, I care about this. I want to see more of this. But it took watching six other ones, three, four of them that I didn't really care about to get to that point, though. And at that point, like, you had like a 50% win ratio with me. Yeah. And, like, it just. There's so many things that are so un Boba Fett in it. Like the episode where they're walking through the streets, like, oh, you know, we shouldn't walk through the streets to do it. And those assassins surround them. Yeah. And they're getting their ass kicked. You have a flamethrower. Flamethrower their feet. Their shields aren't covering it. And when that guy goes, oh my God, my feet are on fire and lowers his shield, you pull your blaster out and you shoot him in the face. Like you have a jetpack, you could fly go up, up. <laughs> go up. But it's like, uh, we're never going to be able to beat these robots. All right, hold off, hold them off. I'll be right back. Flies off to where he has a spaceship with uh-huh. guns and blasters, and uh, instead, I did, I did see a video on that where it was like, well, in doing so, he probably would have destroyed most of the town, which is. The Rancor did the the Starlax destroyed half of the, you know, not the the, the Rancor destroyed half of it. Like, it went berserk. It's throwing robots in the buildings. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's so many, like, cool things, but at the same time, it's not. And also, the droids were ray shielded. True. So if he blasted at them, it would have just hit the shields, and it wouldn't have done much. Yeah, but they would have been higher caliber it's, to it, to it help weaken the shields, uh, right? Wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't matter <laughs> because the shields aren't down. That's why. That's why everybody had to peel off. Okay, before so hitting the Death Star, but then a Rancor hitting it because hard enough weakens the shield. But the Rancor wasn't because even hitting; he, it was like forcing it down. Yeah, because you. You can't. You can move slowly to get through the shield. Dune rules. No, 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 no. That's Dune. No, but no, it, no, is, it is Dune rules because you see. Uh, is that because George Lucas based a lot of Star Wars off of Dune? Probably yes. And also, they talk about it in the animated series, The Clone Wars, quite a bit. And also, you know, getting the uh, grenades underneath the destroy the droidicas or the droid destroyers. 
So you're saying Boba Fett already knew that he should have shot his flamethrower under those guys' shields. Yeah, they should have. Yeah, they probably trained, that. They but he do that at the academy where he was. He's, he he <laughs> infiltrated it as a kid. Yeah, he knew that he the rancor could you know get its claws in there to rip it apart, but couldn't. Which they set up when he when it. he got a rancor and then was like, "I want to yeah. ride it." And that one sentence, three episodes before, four episodes before that, set up this. I will agree, the Tusken Raider scenes, there wasn't a good enough payoff for that. Like, all that stuff. It's It was just there to kind of explain away who this Boba Fett is. Who the Boba Fett we had before he went into the Sarlacc pit is a completely different guy. But how- He spends time with the Tusken Raiders, and now he's a different person. But the Tusken Raiders picked up his body... Dragged mm-hmm. him through the desert, tied him up, and were probably what going to eat him, use him as I a slave yeah, until he died, yeah, and then he was like, labor. "These people, these people are good people, yeah." And I need to <clears throat> change my way of life. I, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't. Understand. I don't. Get I it. think you're trying to put words in his mask mouth. I think it was a case of like, no, if I can prove I'm worth something, I don't have to live as a prisoner. I can probably have a little bit more agency and do my own thing. And it was at that point that it was like, okay, like, I help you, you help me. And it did grow into more of that relationship where he was welcomed among it. Dances with wolves, like you said. Like, it was, he had to and, be there to be there. But how does he, that change his thoroughness of being a badass like well he, well, he, so now he goes no longer i want to be i'm gonna be a crime boss i'm gonna work i understand him being like i'm gonna work for myself i'm gonna run this town but you don't see him he just is behind like i think wait, that was also what? his they filled my helmet full of money no he knew what was up like that's why he like fennec was like he was like no do do it like he he knew that part of the criminal underworld like yes like i'm the boss now I do this, I get paid for it. And I think him coming out of the Starlight Pit was basically his, like, I'm getting too old for this shit. And, like, that was probably the catalyst for him wanting to change, but then getting taken by the Tuscans had to adjust that a little bit. But doesn't it also prove that he's not good at his job? Yeah, no, I I think that was the big thing, because we keep talking, like, oh, this big badass bounty hunter. And I think a lot of that's just, like, based off of seeing him for like 30 seconds in Empire because then as soon as you see him again in Return of the Jedi he gets taken out whoa 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 we see him grow up in Clone Wars yes but originally we're basing everything that we know and love about him from Empire Strikes Back and then everything else that they did with him in like cartoons is because like hey let's tell some more stuff with this character and trying to redeem what we lost from Return of the Jedi. And then we, even, like, the prequels, because he's a shit kid in the prequels, too. We walked into the series thinking that this guy was going to be an awesome anti-hero. And they do this whole weird out-of-the-Sarlacc redemption arc for him with Dances with Wolves, you know, with the Tusken Raiders. Right, and that's not... 
He's not an anti. He's not an anti. He's not an anti-hero anymore. But we get it's those a heel, snippets. It's a heel turn. Yeah, but when he goes to that Tashi station and kills that biker gang, just like straight up, you're like, okay, cool. We're getting Boba Fett now. Even when and then he, we don't, he's <laughs> in his train. plane, and then he flies down and just destroys that other biker gang or mm-hmm. same biker gang. Yeah, I don't the, know how many biker gangs. No, it's the same one because it's the one they mentioned. Like the Pike set them up, yeah. when they were really the ones that killed the the Tuscans. But yeah, he isn't his plane just barrels down, blasts them all apart, and you're like, oh, that's really cool, and then you get. I'm going to fly my ship into the Starlack. And then the Starlack's got him and he can't get out. But isn't this the same Starlack that, like, it had, uh... uh Lando. Lando by the legs. And it's just like, uh... <laughs> he, he, he shot it, though. He had to aim a little higher. Just a little higher. Yeah, but it should have... If it's pulling down a spaceship, it should have ripped him out of... Uh, the Off the, oh, right, the right, stick. Right. Like, it should have just... Star Wars is like poetry, John. It rhymes. <laughs> it's hard to justify the decisions made today when they're trying to make things matter. And more important, have weight to a movie that came out in 1983 because George Lucas was like, um, actually, the Sarlacc is a, a tentacle monster. And it's like, well, no. Ten years later, it's actually uh, a clam monster that has tentacles. Like, he didn't even know what he wanted everything to be, and it's going to constantly go back and change things. Yes. Yeah. And it's falling on today's creators to try to be like, okay, well, what is it going to be now that we can actually have it not just be like a Muppet sticking out of the sand? Season two of Boba Fett. Are you there? Wait. Yeah. I'm just saying. Wait, is, yeah. Oh, if? Is I it think... only... Sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Because I think what John Favreau and Dave Filoni and now Robert Rodriguez, who worked on a lot of these episodes, as well as uh, Mandalorian Season 2, I think they're definitely creating a universe now where they want you to watch everything because you don't know who's going to pop up, what's going to be important, what's going to play into the next one. And it kind of circles back to, like, I didn't expect we were going to see... Grogu training with Luke in Book of Boba Fett, Episode 5, 6, whichever one it was. Ahsoka's popping up in there, too, talking to Luke Skywalker, like, about, like, hey, you're building a school. That's pretty cool, I guess. Remember, I I was your dad's Padawan? Yeah, it didn't work out for me. I left. Oh, you never knew your dad? Like, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. stuff that they could draw from and build off of in these shows. And I think it's those moments of payoff that you might have to sit through four episodes of Boba Fett in his pajamas sitting in a back to tank to get the Mandalorian like finding like the covert with the armor and like oh you took your helmet off only one way to come back for that and now this is going to lead into Mandalorian season three like it's all gonna build and we didn't even talk about I was super happy with Cobb Vance showing back up because I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. like he's cool. And like, even like after that episode, I sent a message to you guys. I was through. like, I would just watch like basically tattooing Deadwood with him being like the marshal and like 
Because that's that's a cool character. You can tell some cool stories with it. But is he going to be coming back? Yes, because we got a post credit scene with him in the back of the tag. So, but what's going to be ro- what's going to be robotic from him? Because that was the shoulder and arm. I I hope not that lovely head of hair. Because man, oh man, no, he saw his head of hair in the back of the tag. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I do have to say, I did like. It's called Freetown now. <laughs> like, you mean Freetown? <laughs> they're uh, they're calling it Freetown free- now. Uh, okay, whatever. Oh, I do like uh, that, too. Yeah, uh, but that's, that's fine. To circle back to... And every chance he gets, he's like, free time. <laughs> circle back I, to your question, though. John, Book of Boba Fett, season two. Yeah, I'm going to watch it, because who knows what threads that's going to be picking up from Obi-Wan, which we know we're getting this year. Mandalorian season three, which we're going to be getting this year. Like, there's going to be stuff coming out that's going to be setting up not just the next season of this show, but maybe the first season of Ahsoka, or if they wind up doing like the Rangers of the New Republic, or wherever else we go from that. And I think that's what they're really trying to hammer home now, is because, yes, we don't just have Star Wars show, we have Star Wars shows. And if you're a Star Wars fan, you're probably already watching all this, because you watched nine movies, three trilogies. You've watched Clone Wars. You've watched Rebels. You've watched I watched, Bad Batch. I watched like, ten movies. That, that, well, because then you get the spinoffs. Because you have Rogue One. Then you have Solo. Like, there's so yeah, much. Another movie. Yeah. I, and the holiday specials. The Lego holiday <laughs> specials. <laughs> yeah. That's one. That's the, that's the second one. Uh, what did you guys think of the Luke Skywalker and how they did that? I liked seeing Ahsoka and Luke. I, I thought Luke looked really good. I like that we get to see Luke failing to learn the actual mistakes of the past, which is the the actually you can't have attachments. You, you and the lessons that we learn in the sequels, well. Yeah, the lesson we learned in the sequel trilogy is fighting for what you love is actually what makes you different than the Sith or the Empire, and that's what will make you win at the end. Rose Tico actually <laughs> delivers the line that actually should change Star Wars. Um, and it's upsetting that Ahsoka took the wrong lessons from what she saw, which is, you know, I've seen this kind of attachment before in a person, and I've seen the evil that it could create. It's not that they had the attachment. It was that the, that Anakin had the fear of losing something and not learning how to lose uh, someone or something that you're attached to being able to let go of that attachment and, and, and still enjoying the present and being in the present. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn says it to, um, it's like one of his first lines to Obi-Wan. It's like, no, you, you got to live in the present, be mindful of the living force. You know, don't, don't be worried about the future. Like be, don't let, uh, the, the fear of the future or what's happening next, uh, come at the price of the you're being mindful of the living force. It, that's 
and you're seeing basically Luke give Grogu an option of like, hey, do you want to still be, if you're going to be attached to the Mandalorian, the Dinjarin, then you can't be a Jedi. No, you need to teach people how to be attached to the people and and loyal to the people around them without fear of loss. Yeah, I think that's even like a lesson that Luke learned on his own. It's because it's it was his attachment to his father, which he who he thought he had lost, that mm-hmm. ultimately redeemed Anakin and overthrew the Empire for a little bit. But then also, you know, won the day, set him up to who he is and who he became. Like, it was those attachments that made him strong because he cared about his friends. Like, he cared about the (laughs) big picture. But you're seeing him not carry that lesson through here. And that's what uh, ultimately makes him lose Ben Solo and makes him lose his academy. I heard rumors that they're going to be doing a... I don't know if Daisley Ridley is involved, but Ray starting to create the Jedis, because they set that up, that Hmm. there's people with the Force. And her actually... Everything you just said, Paul, is her thought process for starting the, Mm -hmm. the Jedis again and people using the Force... As you said, like having those connections to things around you versus shutting all of that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I need I need Finn as a Jedi. Like honestly, like that's the one thing I'm most disappointed with in Rise of Skywalker is Finn never completing that journey that he started. Yeah, he didn't have a good story yeah. arc. No. Like if he, no, I'll see n- nobody in those movies had a good story. I would say like Ray is probably the closest to actually have like a real arc. I think if but they her arc allowed is basically Luke's arc, if they allowed him to give his life when he was going to fly into that thing that was blasting the door, like then you would have been like, hey. He started as a stormtrooper. He gave his life to save the rebel cause. Like that would have been something a little bit better for him. Um, but I don't know if that would have been I, better I, for him because I think <clears throat> I think that was handled the right way. It's like no, like that's that's stupid. Like you're not going to do anything. Like that's triple plated molybdenum, whatever. Like this stupid. Like. We need you alive. Like, we need fighters. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what would have made him. Um, I, I think him traveling along the path that he was set up on, like, going that route, having him, like, acknowledge and be force sensitive and have him train. Like, it could have it been so cool because I, I love, like, the new trio. Like, Ray Pofin. Like, I think all those characters are super cool. Whatever missteps were made in telling their stories amongst those movies, I think at their core, those characters are just cool. And I want to see them done well and done right and go for it and have them be, you know, 30 years from now, like in the next Skywalker 
trilogy movies that come out because I think there's enough good stuff there in spite of everything that went wrong that people like those characters and want to see more of them. And that's what Star Wars is all about. Um, so with the sky, with Luke Skywalker and Boba Fett, they fed a computer dialogue of, um, Mark Hamill's voice. And that is all computerized. That it's a computer taking his voice and then digitally putting it out, hmm. which is pretty amazing. Cause I was like, uh, hmm. however, they're like Mark Hamill, that them aging it down or whatever, but they took dialogue from young Mark Hamill and that's how they created it, which they can do that with Carrie Fisher now. They can do that with Harrison Ford. Harrison mm-hmm. Ford doesn't have to show up to be like, oh, I'm a young Harrison Ford showing up in this thing. Like, also, he doesn't <laughs> want to show up. Like, I think Harrison exactly. Ford is like in the Bruce Willis territory now where it's like, I'll show up because you're paying me to do it, but I'm just going to show up and whatever you get from me is what, mm-hmm. what you get. Hope it's a good one. He just it's the Brando school of acting. Uh, I need to buy another plane. I crashed the last three. No, helicopters. Helicopters. He's crashing helicopters. Is he was... crashing helicopters now? Planes. Yeah, I believe he's crashed. Planes. I'm pretty sure he crashed a helicopter or two. Maybe I'm just thinking of that Anne Heche movie with him. And also Air Force One. <laughs> that guy crashes planes. Um, also... He need, just needs to hire Jock to fly his planes, so, and as long as he doesn't bring his pet snake. As Reggie, um, uh, I think the big question, though, at the end of this, is did it feel like a Star Wars? <sighs> Not until Mando showed up. <laughs> I, w- I would say, yeah, it, to me it felt like a Star Wars. There was enough there that maybe be like, ah, yes. Star Wars. It's it's a different Star Wars. It's not it's not the Star Wars I was looking for. It's the Star Wars I met along <laughs> the way. Um, John, you know, does it you know what I mean? Does it feel like a Star Wars? I think it it does feel like a Star Wars, but I don't feel like. The people involved had the same love for the Boba Fett show as they did Mandalorian. And I feel like you can see that right away with four episodes of Mandalorian and then – or four episodes of Boba Fett and then that Mandalorian episode because they're completely different. The feel and everything about that is so different than Boba Fett. And also inventive with the ring city, the city that like rotates around the sun. That's a, on on a space station ring. Like that's that's cool. That's new. That's it, it's not quite. It, it's kind of okay. It's not super new because of the whole idea of a Dyson sphere. But you know, it's just new for Star Wars versus Boba Fett, which is happening in the city that. You know, the pod race happened during episode one. It it felt small. Uh, it felt. Oh, I think the thing you're forgetting about is Star Wars is like poetry. 
Oh, it, it, rhymes. it rhymes. And and um, when would, he takes a Naboo fighter out, he goes through the uh, Beggar's Canyon. Canyon. Yeah. And he sees a Womp Rat. And he, but he does blast it. I, I do want to say... And also, he sees, would you re- he sees the exit for the pod race that Anakin took. Like the, the, jump, the jump. Yeah, yeah. I, I did want to uh-huh. say, when you were talking about Star Wars before, you were talking about Liam Neeson, and like one of the things that he said to Obi-Wan, I was like, one of my favorite uh, Liam Neeson lines as Qui-Gon was, uh, I have a very particular set of skills, and it's poetry, <laughs> oh, yeah. because it rhymes. But I let, I let you go. I didn't want to interrupt you, because you were on your own. You were making some very good points. Oh, wow. I don't remember any of those points, but I'm glad I made them. Uh, I just... It 1999, Harrison Ford crashes in a helicopter. Oh. Okay, how many Nin- plane crashes has he been in since then? Uh, 1999, helicopter crash. 2000, his plane is blown off of a runway. Okay. Uh, That's a crash. Hey, 2001, in his plane, saves a Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2015, he crash lands on a golf course. 2017, Harrison Ford uh, uses his plane to help with a, a wildfire rescue. 2017, he lands on the taxiway instead of the runway and gets fined. Uh, when they got on the plane to find him, he's like, get off my damn plane. In in 2020, he crosses a runway and gets scolded. So those he, he's crashed three times, one in a helicopter, two in a plane, and then just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Well, it's plain to see Harrison Ford is the hero we need, mm. not the hero we deserve. Or the hero we deserve and not the hero we need. I don't remember that line. I got the hiccups. It was your father's uh, plane, Master Bruce. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, let us know your thoughts on Book of Boba Fett. Is it a Star Wars? Uh, oh, I did want to mention nope, one thing I heard on another up. show. Okay. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Uh, the book, because everybody, you know, what is, does it refer to? Apparently, in mob movies, like when you have an open book, it means you're taking in new recruits. Mm. So you have an open, so you can take in new people. So the book of Boba Fett is he he's taking in this, new people to his crew. But this, I guess he is. Yeah, that's all that's, he does. Yeah, that's the whole. <laughs> he's like, hey, Black Santa, you want a job? Fennec Shan, hey, hey, mods, weird kids, want a job? Gamorian guards, you fell off a cliff, but you worked for me for a bit. Would it? Would it have been? Let's go. Would it have been? People of Freetown, you're in it. My medical be- benefits are great. Matt Berry, Troy, come on down. I got a bath the tank. Weird, the tank. weird Twilight One Major Domo guy. You're part of it. Like, would it would it have been a better? Would it have been better for Cad Bane to have been like for Boba Fett to have been like? What are they paying you? I'll pay you more to walk away. No, I no, I would have hated that because we saw too much of that for like mm-hmm. the previous six episodes where it's like, oh, work for me, oh, work for me, oh, you work for Java, work for me. Like, I I don't need that again, especially when you're like building to something. And again, that was like a it was a cool moment seeing Cad Bane pop up. Like, 
Did it was just confused. be like, okay, I guess I'll go now. Like, that. but even now, like the speculation that he's not dead, that his beacon on his shirt or his thing was was his heart monitor was her- was yeah. beeping, so he was still alive, and that you know he's got a recall thing for his ship to come and pick him up, and he'd be he's not dead, so he didn't have like he's not. The whole thing is like they're speculating that he's not dead. So he didn't really kill his former mentor, mm-hmm. who Django Fett was his mentor. Maybe. Uh, the thing is, it's Star Wars, and right now, I think right now with Star Wars, is they don't want to take any toy off the menu. Because. Is that- is yeah. that how that saying goes? I did. I did no. just see that any, there's a Cad Bane, a new Cad Bane toy coming out. Any, you know, any toy out of the closet? You don't you play with your I, food, and you don't eat your toys. That's what I always said. I'm <laughs> Liam Neeson. You don't want to that think. rhymed. Oh, it's Rob want... Ray. <laughs> Rob Roy. Rob Roy. Rob Ray's sabers. Uh, saber. Yes, of course. Anyways, you know what I mean. They don't want to take any character, like eliminate any character, and write a. No one's ever really gone right, <laughs> you know, kind of moment. It's like okay, if they want to bring him back, they can. But if he stays dead, it's fine. It's like one of those things. Like he can't show up if somebody wants to use him. Yeah. And if you want to listen to this podcast, you know where to find no. us. I guess you just listen to all the way to the end of this. I, I don't know. Uh, but rate and review us, I guess, because that's what other podcasts say. Uh, don't rate this episode. Rate other episodes. <laughs> this one was rough. Was it? I think, I think so. you're thinking about the pause and like the stuff we were actually talking about on the show. Oh, uh, Maybe. I'm just. There, there'll be some editing. <laughs> I'm just uh, gonna. St- I'm stopping it there. Check it, check it out. Let us know your thoughts. Email us over at bangborkcast at gmail.com. Follow us on any of our social media. Uh, comment on the post for this show. Let us know your thoughts. And if this is actually a Star Wars. And we'll see you a long time ago.